Welcome, welcome to Basketball Heads Live. I'm your host, Glenn Poole Harding. And tonight, we have a very special guest. This basketball legend was blessed by the basketball guards with incredible ball handling skills. A star was born in Queens. And the scene was set for this baller to become king at Benjamin Cardoza High School and Fresno State. He single-handedly helped launch the M1 sneaker brand to become a household name and put himself in position to be drafted in the second round to the Milwaukee Bucks. Help me welcome New York City legend and NBA veteran, Rafa Skip Tamalu Austin. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? ready? Yes. 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 You have you just stepped into, into, into the world, world, world of chaos. chaos. Where everybody, Where everybody goes, goes hard. hard. Thank you, man. First of all, I want to thank you for giving me your time today. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Anytime, and salute man. my guy Chuck for making this happen again. Yeah, salute to Chuck, man. Yeah. No doubt. First of all, I just want to say this, man, like, this is big for basketball head, but it's even bigger for my artist, right? <laughs> my artist who draw the pictures. You're going to, I didn't even see the picture he drew for you. I know he drawing something hot for you. You are his favorite <laughs> player. And he's from Queens. Yeah, no doubt, man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate yeah. it, man. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see the good work, man. No doubt, bro. He played play for Jackson. Yep. Yeah. So, first question, man. Who introduced you to the game? No, good. That's a great question. I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I just know I was about five or six, man. I was uh, I was walking across the street. With some uh, some older guys, man. But you know, like I said, I you know, rest peace, my father. I, I I would say my dad. I hope it was him, if I could remember. But more than likely, he probably took me to the park and and, and lift me up to shoot the ball. <laughs> you know, right, right. Now they do, do to the youngins. You gotta that's lift right. me up so you can shoot the ball. <laughs> well, that's dope. What part of Queens you from? Southside Jamaica. Southside. Yeah, yeah. No Southside Jamaica Queens, man. Yeah. No doubt. I, I I need you to say that because my guys from Queens always like, yo, make sure you say you're from Southside Queens. So salute <laughs> to my guys in Southside Queens, the 40 <laughs> They already know. They, they know I was going to say that. Man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Who was your first coach? Man, you asked some real good questions already, man. Listen, my first coach, I would say DeBron Murray. I don't know if people, a lot of people in Queens remember DeBron. So DeBron was my first coach, man. I I I I would have to say that. Around what age? Uh, seven, eight. Seven, eight, man. Like, it, you know, basketball clicked to me at an early age, man. It just clicked with me. It was, you know, I was God gifted with the ability to uh, understand the game right away, pick up the new things quick, 
and 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 you know, so DeBron, about seven months more, more so eight years old, found me and realized I was playing in Santa Cruz Park. And he found me, man, and and, and he he knew all he knew right away. Man, he said, man, hey, this little kid got a gift. It's crazy that you said that because in my intro, what I said was this New York City legend was blessed by the basketball guards with incredible ball handling skills. That was my intro, part of my intro. Your phone, you know your, phone your phone went going out. I couldn't hear you. Okay, you hear me now? We good? It kind of sounds like uh, it's, it's a little choppy. Give me a thumbs up if you hear me clear the room. You might have to turn your Wi-Fi off or something. Off, you said? You there? I'm here, I'm here. You good? You good? I hear you now. All right, yeah. good, good. All right. So, at that time, you about seven, ten years old. Who's the best player in your neighborhood? Something's wrong with your connection right now. So, I can't, I can't, every time you when you get ready to ask a question, it goes, eh, 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 I don't know. All right, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna go back out and come back in. All right. Let me see. Hold on a second. Let me see if I turn my Wi-Fi off. Let me see if it's me. Try now. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Try. Try. Try now. Let me see. All right. So, who was the best player in your neighborhood when you was coming up? Who's the best? Who in the neighborhood? Yeah. Who was the best player in your neighborhood when you was coming up? Man. He was. Well, when I was coming up, man, like I, like I said, I grew up. Uh, uh, I was playing in St. Louis Park first, you know. So, and then when I moved to Sufton, I was the best player in the park. Uh, now your uh your screen started pausing. We good now. What you said at about I said who's the best player in the neighborhood? And you start to freeze again. Yeah, yeah. When I played in St. Louis Park, playing St. Louis Park, I was I was one of the youngest. So I always played the older kids. If with my age group, I was always better than my eight, my peers in my age group. So I played with kind of you know, older dudes, and my friend Dame G, he's always messing with me. Uh, you know, he, he was older than me, and he was a little, he was a little stronger than me. So, but every day and every year, every time I come back to fall, I kept getting better, better, surpassing. And then I moved to something in 18, and right there, right there, on the other side of Baisley, and uh, 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 I, I was the best player in Baisley Park, and, and, and you know what I'm saying, it's in 118 Park. So, you know, amongst my peers. Nine out of ten throughout Queens, I probably was the better one without my peers. Like when it comes to my peers. Okay, there was nobody like the older guards that was around the way who was like nice. That you said, you know what, I'm gonna be nice to them. Or was it that kid that you was it playing was against hundreds. every day? It, 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 it was so many of them. I can't really put my hand. I mean, Wes Nelson was nice. 
uh, Boot Carter. Uh, um, damn, there was so many of them, man. They was good, okay. man. And, and, and even when I went to IS8, some of my all my some of my homeboys, they was nice. You know, uh, my boy Snoop from the project, you know, he was good. Uh, God bless the soul, uh, uh, Lumps. God bless the soul, Lumps was nice. So it was so many people. Man. It's hard to name them, man. It's hard to just. You know, I would. I'm leaving people off. It's all you know. Nah, nah, but that's cool. But but the few that you name, I'm quite sure they appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, a lot of guys who play ball against kind of get forgotten yeah. about. And, and and that's just on that side. Then you got to go yeah. towards the other side, like Earl K, all the players in Murdoch and you know, O'Connell Park. You know, you got to go to that side. You know, then you got to go up to Monte Bello with like Larry Cave and all them guys. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, gotcha, so many gotcha. of us that we, we hooped every day. You know what I'm saying? That's we hooped real. every day. Yo, my God. You know Worldwide Shine, going to check and he said, what's up? Say it again? My God, Worldwide Shine, Khalil Bradley's father. My God, Shine from Queens, said, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Shine. That's my man. He know. If he, 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 <laughs> he, 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 he was running, running around on that 118 side. So, you know. Shout out to the son Khalil, man. Khalil, the truth out there right now in New York City. I'm, I, I'm mad as a pandemic. I can't get a chance to watch Khalil. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I there wish I could, you know, I can't wait till it's over. I can go get a chance to see him before he take off for college on us. <laughs> right there, you go. So, how was your time at Cardoza, man? It was rocky, man. You know, a lot of times, you know, my first year was cool. My sophomore year, I put up 25 points per game. Then I start, you know, you know how it is, man. You get caught up in the crowd and, and you're in the halls, not in the classroom. I, so I only played a handful of games my junior year. And I was in eligible. I had like 33 points a game my junior year when I played. I was Same thing my senior year, getting like 33, 34 points a game. You know, I, there's some things I regret. That's what, my only, only one thing in my basketball career I regret, and that's my high school year. Man, I know if I stayed eligible. My back home made 40, Dwayne Woodward, with, with up and him, me, him. And we had a whole, we had a, a crew over there. We, we, we probably won a title if I stayed eligible. Wow. Yeah, because I, I heard about you in high school, but it was, it was spotty. Same the way you kind of describing it. You know, playing and then not playing and playing and not playing. Yeah, man. But that didn't stop you, right? Which is incredible. Not at all. Not at all. I was not, it was, you know, I knew. So when I left high school, man, I uh, I knew what it was all about. I knew what was what was stopping me. I was stopping myself. So mm. once I went out to California Junior College, man, I already knew what to do. I knew, you know what I'm saying? Once I knock, it, knock out the books and, and, and the balls will take care of itself. Because I, I always stayed in the gym. And then they got me on working on my body. They got me working on the weights. So that was one of the best things that happened to me, going way out to California to Juco. And that was the best thing that happened to me, man, is that I'm far away from New York City. I don't got to get sucked in and lured into, you know, our way of life in New York City, man. You know, we look, we grew up in the inner city, so it's easy to get sucked in, you know, with, right. with, with the because you're around it every day. You see it every day. So I'm I, I easily sucked into that. But when you're way far away, it just kind of turns you involved, man. It, you know, the rest was history. Yeah, man, that that is crazy, and it was a blessing. So I, I was reading an article to say today about um, nineteen ninety four was like the year that changed everything in your life. Tell me a little bit some about that. Now you know that was the summer. You know I was kicking butt in Rucker Park and and all out Queens. Man, I'm talking about kicking ass everywhere, man. Brevoy, uh, Hunter College, you name a tournament. At that, I'm, I'm only seven. I was turning seventeen. Yeah, so I'm turning 17, 18 years old, something, something like that. I forget, I forget. 
No, I'm getting older. I'm getting to actually age. But I'm turning 17 or turning 18 that summer. And really? I'm playing. I'm playing with number older older Thomas man. If I was playing my peers, I played Lincoln Park. I'm destroying them because uh, my game IQ of the game was a little bit ahead of my, my like I said most of my peers. Uh, uh, but then the summer's ending and now I'm stuck. Like man, what I'm gonna do with myself? And now it's like I gotta make a move. And my coach Gary Charles called me and said, Hey man. I got a junior college that could, I got a junior college for you and uh, Cali. You got to get on the plane in two days and go. And I just talked to my mother and my mother, like, man, I'm out. I got to go. I didn't worry about packing clothes. No, I just took a little bag and I just went, man. Wow. I, knew, I, knew, I knew if I would have stayed around and, like, damn, I need gear. I need this. Lord knows what I would have done to get the gear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's real. So at, the, so at the end of the day, it was like, do or die, man. Just go. Just go. You know what I'm saying? I, I had a lot of homies, you know, from the neighborhood that I could call on, you know, shout out to my brother, Mook, Mook Diamond. You know, Moogie, Moogie, I could call him at any time, man. He'll send something out there. All the people in the neighborhood, you know, uh, uh, short, slim prints. Uh, a lot of people, man, They, I could call them at a, at a moment's notice and they'll send something if I needed something. And, you know, they was all on my side, man. They was like, yo, man, just contrary on that, man. You can always come back and do this, what we doing around right here. <laughs> so, yeah, listen, man. So it, what they said, it takes the village to raise a child, man. You know what I'm saying? To leave, to leave is a life saver, man. Like, I didn't look back. I didn't get homesick. I didn't do none of that. Wow. You can tell. And listen, I, I want to give you props on this, right? Because me and my guys always have a debate about dudes from other boroughs not coming to Brooklyn and play, right? My guy, Trey and Trevor Diggs, trust me. They can vouch for you being a brief old player. Yeah, so what happened was, I was living, my mother had moved to Brooklyn. So I actually stayed with my mother, but I was a Queens kid all the way. You know what I mean? I'm born and raised in Queens, raised in Queens, raised right. all. I'm raised all over that, that borough. I mean, my grandmother lived out street from Montebello. I lived on Merrick Boulevard. I moved over to Sufton Way. I hung out with guys from Rockaway Boulevard. I hung out with one of my best friends is from the north side of Glendon, 193rd, Paul Ruddick. So Quincy QB, shout out to QB. So I'm to the death of me, man. Uh, got friends in Liberty and Liberty Ave, you know what I'm saying? Playing with Cheyenne Holloway, with it again. So, but I live down the street. My mother down the street from Brevoort. And Trevor and Trey actually to play with them. And I I walked to the game. They didn't know. They thought I took the train. You know what I'm saying? So when the game was up, we, 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 I forgot who we played. We kicked their behind. I think I might have had like 30. I start walking up the block and everybody looking at me, where you going, Skip? I'm like, I'm going home. And that's what, so a lot of people thought I was from Brooklyn because they used to see me in Brooklyn some nights. And everything. So some, nights I might, some nights I might walk down to Kingsborough Project, hang out with some of the homies that I know there. Or I might walk, walk, you know what I mean, up to St. John's. and Because uh, I lived on, my mother lived on uh, Sterling Place between, uh, uh, um, damn, Sterling Place between, damn, I forget what shooter was. I don't know if it's Route. In uh, Buffalo. Yeah, you got it right, Ralph from Buffalo. Yep. That's yeah, so right. I live between I live right there, stuff right there, like, like, over there. Yeah. And oh, whenever I wasn't in Queens, whenever I wasn't Queens, I would hang out with the homies in, in Brooklyn. So they was it was it was you know I was one of them kids that I could adapt any place I, I, I went, man. You know what I mean? Because I one thing I learned just being outside in the streets all the time. Respect the people where they from, what they doing, where they at. Respect them, and every life will be easy for you. Whenever yeah. my mother moves somewhere, yeah, you can't be coming over here with no rah rah. You know, I'm from Southside. I'm from the project. But they ain't <laughs> trying to hear, that. especially the brother. Right. They ain't trying to hear that. 
So that's what it was, man. So, you know, and I played, and I grew up when I was 10 years old. LeBron took us to play in uh, pre-team at 305 Park. So a lot of people know that was one of the best summers for little kids at the time. Yeah, so pre-team, right? They take us to 305 Park pre-team. And that's how we, so I, I knew all the ballplayers in Brooklyn since we was 9, 10 years old. You know, they just put the stats on the wall, on the tree. The stats be on the tree, man. Let me tell you something, fam. You, I was already impressed by you. I am super, super impressed, right? Because, again, when me and my guys talk, and it's not like Brooklyn's the baddest place because we got to go every, every uh, other borough to play. But for some reason, guys don't travel to Brooklyn to play. And to say that you lived in Brooklyn and all these places that you've been and played in, and you went through every borough on kick ass, that's yeah, the meaning of like, legend. All every coach I have, if they had, if they like, so every coach I had in Queens, they had a team and they was going to the Bronx. They knew to come get me. Yeah, they knew to come get me. They they knew where to find me. They knew I was on on the middle of the block. I was on the corner rolling dice, or whatever. But they knew if if, if someone yelled basketball, I just all I said, let me go get my shoes. All I said, every coach I had, they drive up. Skip man, you want to go? You want to go to Harlem? We got a tournament to play. Let me go upstairs and get my shoes. Mm. And I go and I rock out. I mean, that's what basketball meant to me, man. Because even when you know, see, when you're growing up in the confines where we all grew up at, you expose yourself. So you kind of, at an early age, you kind of start to figure out what could be a savior for you. you know I knew that all along, but like I said, throughout, I got sucked into the, you know, just hanging out, doing, the, you know, hanging with the crowd, man. And a lot of guys, I mean, we we know each other since we were kids, and we played little league together. You know what I'm saying? So guys don't hang out. It's just each age you grow up, when you grow up in, like I said, in the confines where we grow up at, it's like graduating from the school of hard knocks. You got to understand, graduate from the other school, though, the school, the education. But, you know, you we, we all play little league baseball together. Then we got older. And as we kept getting older, you see some go to the streets, some still play sport. And, you know, I tried to do both and realized I messed up my high school career. Tried, and, you know, like I said, when I went to college, Rest was history. Can't do both. Can't be on both sides of the street. Both need undivided attention. Yes, yes. That's what I realized. Both of it needs your undivided attention. Yeah. For sure. Sure. A lot of guys, they're leaving a lot of great messages. Guys who getting recruited more than you, guys who yeah. in the magazines, but yeah. then you gotta face these guys. Who ass did you bust <laughs> to let you know? Like, I'm I'm not ready for the big time. Well, it had nothing to do with the guys that was in college already getting the name accolade. It didn't. Have, I don't have to worry about the because again, we're around the same age. Hmm. It was around the time when they start taking me to play all these proams and stuff. And I, when, when I went to Rucker Park as a young kid, I'll give you another name. When James Ryan started taking me to Jersey South Shore, playing in proams, uh, Mr. Couch, I was young. He put me in a proam at Hunter, and I'm playing with all these guys, uh, Derek Canada. Um, wow. Yes. What's my Derek. Old school, man. Old school. He taught me a lot, man. I love him to death. Left hand, man. Damn, I can't think of his name. Old school. Fuck. I don't know how to think of his name right now. Sorry about that. Sorry about my language. Man, I, his name will come to me, though. But 
they took me around playing pro-ams, man, and they put me out there, and I'm doing my thing with them. And that's what made me realize. If I could keep up with guys that's playing, still playing overseas, coming back in the summer playing, then it ain't no worries to play with these other guys. These kids, my age, it was no worries. It's just a matter of getting there and playing. It's just once I get there with them, then it's no problem. Mm. When I was a junior college, I just had to stick with it until I graduated junior college. Once I got the bitch one the pros, I knew I belonged. I, it was it's just a, it was just a matter of buckling down and getting there. Wow. So when you were at junior college, what were the other schools that was recruiting you besides Fresno State? Well, let's see. Well, so when I went out there, mainly all out west schools because the East Coast schools that you know they don't know where I'm at really. So you're looking at USC. Uh, University of Utah's, those schools, the Arizona's, uh, UNLV, all the you know all the time, almost made all the top schools out there except like UCLA, right? Because they wasn't really taking a lot of JUCO players at the time. You know what I mean? Okay. They they they, they, they can get the best of the best coming right out of college out there, out there. Man, and especially in California. In California, it's a basketball heaven for UCLA. So yeah. I went through by a lot of schools out there, man. But once they once they knew I was that were talking to me, they all had it. They knew the back over. They knew it was a no-brainer then. Wow. Okay, okay. So at, at Fresno State, did you come in and start immediately? Say it again? When you was at Fresno State, did you come in and start immediately? I, that's a trick question. <laughs> no, I, I know. No, I, I'm asking questions so my man back here can get pissed off, right? He's like, what you, come on, G. Come on. Hey, my man don't say anything. This is the first time he's really talking. If talk didn't stop me, I didn't, I didn't have to worry about getting on talk. The New York City would have came out there and got him. It was no way. So, yeah, I started by the way, man. I, I, we had a loaded team, man. We just didn't gel, right? And we had a lot of suspensions. You know what I mean? But I was I set records and assists out there. I I, was, um, I almost I got close as I can to get the double double. I ain't put a lot of fun because I had McDonald Americans with me. I had Parade All Americans on my team. I had Juke All Americans on my team. So we we came in ring we came out the gate ranked number eight. We, we we started blowing teams out the water and then we started getting so many suspensions. We just fell, we fell. We couldn't, we couldn't hold together. But you know what I'm saying? But, uh, okay. Those guys was good, man. And, and, and I just. Uh, I wish we could. That's another that year. I wish we could do it all over again. Yeah, those, those college moments, man. Those those years they, in high school, they fly by so fast. Yeah, I try yeah, to tell yeah. kids take advantage of it now. Uh, the other day, I was talking to guys. One goes to boys and girls, and another goes to Brooklyn Collegiate, and they were just out there shooting around with their slippers. And I'm going, you know, what's up? Why you guys not playing? They said they wait for other people. I'm going, there's two of y'all here right now, right? Yeah. Take advantage. Don't waste this time because you ain't going to get it yeah. back. Right. You know? Right. So these are the lessons that we try to provide to the, to the next generation. Know, that lets you know that the caliber of those two kids is one of them is scared to play the other. Mm. That's what I tell you. Because why else would y'all two stand there? Fuck it. Let's get on. And see, that's what basketball is missing in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, we, we weren't afraid. And somebody's better than me, look, if I keep playing against him, I'm going to get better. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and he gonna help me. he's going to help me get better. He's going to help me. So at the end of the day, why would you two stand here? How long are you going to wait? <laughs> That's what you should have told them. That's what you should have told them. Okay, y'all waiting? You should say, okay, y'all waiting? Okay, now how long do you plan on waiting before you lace them up and y'all get something done? 
That, that's real. Like I said, we was growing, we always growing up. We wasn't wait. Come on, check it up. You said you nice. Check it up. You know I mean, game eleven, something. Game twenty two, twenty. Get something. Do something other than standing. Yeah, and, and that same young man, one of the same young men I saw the week before, just shooting around doing nothing. And I said, "Yo, take here's my number. Call me. I hope you work out because he's going to press school next year. So like he's going to have to have a rude awakening." Good luck to that young man. Yes. So, <laughs> Skip, what now? I, I, I'm kind of confused right now because when did the uh, M1 thing come into your life? I'm not sure to be exact, but. Was it after college? Before? It was kind of during and after. It was kind of a mixture of both, but, you know, I, when I was in college, I couldn't really respond to them, you know, mess up my collegiate uh, athletic, I mean, ability, I mean, um, eligibility. But at the end of the day, uh, mainly after, you know, and that's when I, you know, whenever I was done with the NBA, whenever I had a chance summertime, I, I, I'll meet those guys on tour. And, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but it was fun, man. I mean, I know, I know they rolled out the mixtape and one mixtape volume one of me, man. That took off like wildfire. You yeah. Know, uh, um, it, it, it was a, it, one thing about the one they, they they was at the right time. They came at the right time when street ball was huge everywhere, not just New York City, people Chicago, yeah. Detroit, LA. So street ball was huge everywhere. Uh, uh, and they was at the right time. And then the tour every year, the tour for about five, six summers, then the tour was one of the hottest things around. No one would ever thought that. Guys doing all this different stuff with the basketball was gonna be something that people would gravitate to the way they did. So uh, it was wonderful time, man. I, I enjoyed my run with those guys. That's dope. Uh, my guy Crossland wanted to know who's the best street baller you played against. I don't know. I, they all nice. Man. I played against Speedy Williams. I played against uh, you know Future. I played against a lot of them, man. Uh, Junie Sanders, uh, Alamo. Uh, the list goes on. I play. I even played. I had a good game. We had a good game one time. We was in the playoffs, man. We played against Master Rob and them. They beat us, but it was a good game, man. I mean, they back up with Speedy and Master Rob. Man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You talk about guys that was already. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on, come on, come on. Hold on, let us back up because both of those guys are my guys. Like I played with Speedy coming up, or Master Rob was somebody who I looked up to coming up. That's had to be a crazy game. Anybody yeah, have I mean, that on tape? The first half was nip and tuck, and of course they showed they veteran because they was veterans in that in that part. So and they they pulled away from us and they they you know what I mean they did their thing man. But but they also knew at that time I was young, you know what I'm saying. They knew at that time. I said man, that kid got something. Hey, that's for me to be that young to go against you know they was already legends out there as far as that player game at that time. You know what I mean. So for me to play against them guys, right? Could have, could have already been in major universities, you know, had things going right, and they traveled in basketball. You know All right, uh, my guy, Cool Slaughter producer said the game between you and Ring, Fresno versus Arkansas, was a classic game. Yeah, it was good. It was good. We uh, we both had solid games, man. We both, I mean, we didn't both score 20, 25 points because we were both, you know, we, what made it good is two kids that, you know, we grew up playing with and against each other since we were 10 years old. And wow. uh, then we played against each other in Rucker Park. And then finally, everybody in New York City got a chance to see us play on CBS. And it was a good game. They beat us. They beat us by, um, 
one or two. Yeah, that, that was definitely a good game. It, it got that game by one or two, but it was back and forth from the start. We, we were both up-tempo teams. We were both pressing teams. We were both full-court in-your-face teams. So it was back and forth, back and forth the whole game. Wow. Shout out to Kareem. He had a great career, man. Great career. Sure. Kareem, we definitely got to get you up here soon. It's um, a lot of those guys, man. It's, it's, yeah. It's, you know, they found out how hard it is to be a, to make it to the pros. <laughs> For sure. Every, all of us, man. As good as Kareem, that's my guy. You know, I love him to, to, to the state, to the death. And, but that's how hard it is to make it to the pros. It's that now, Listen, we had uh, Rolando Blackman on the other night. And he explained how hard and difficult it is to stay at that it's high level and be at an all-star level. And, 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 and they're special when it comes to their maturity and their mental stability. And that's what people don't understand. That's what a lot of these playground guys don't understand when they start talking about, oh, man, such as could have been in the league. Ah, oh, not so fast, my friend. He's <laughs> nice around here. He's nice in these playgrounds. I salute him. I'm not saying they can't. What I'm saying is it takes a special person, a human being, not just with your game and talent, but up here and everything else. Special dedication to your body. Stuff special dedication. Like people don't know. They don't even my peers, they don't know how dedicated I was to my body, how dedicated I was. I was never out of shape. Now mm. think about that. My whole life in basketball. Now one of them kids that say they outworked me, they was in better condition. Never. Because quietly behind the scenes, they never knew. Only people that know, know. Even when I was young, I was 13, living on 118 and something. And only them people knew. They knew I could be outside all night, 7 in the morning. I was in the park by myself, getting it in. Push-ups, jumpers, floaters by myself. That's why when you say them kids was doing nothing, like, what y'all not doing? Y'all not even getting no push-ups in? Yeah. You're not getting no... I did suicide by myself. <laughs> My homeboy, he, I met this dude. He older than me. I met him in the park. He was doing pull-ups. And he saw me in the park by myself, suicide. He's, and me and him should do free throws together. You know what I'm saying? So, no, they didn't know. They That's didn't. real. And I'm telling you, like, so when I played against dudes and they come get me out of nowhere, you'll see them play something? Come on, yeah, I'm playing. I'm in tip top shape. <laughs> I'm in tip top shape, man. And you know what's so incredible about your story is that you didn't have to go around the country and showcase yourself in all the AAU programs. Right. Well, I wanted to. That's no, I get it. I get it. All kids want to. All kids. But you just did it a different way. I always had to go to summer school or something to get my... So I couldn't. But that didn't stop you, right? That didn't stop you from working out by yourself. Yeah, but there was a few summers I did. Like when I played with Riverside, Coach South, the Dermot player, Coach Derm, Derm came and got me. We had to we out fifteen and I had we had to go to Virginia to Boo Williams Tommy and Al Ison play. Mm. that's when Thurm got real that's when my coach Thurm realized this is the time he realized, oh no, this is a bad dude. I'm a bad dude. Because we playing against Alan Ison, Tony Rutland, and that's when they he had a they, so we had guys like Richie Park on my team. Uh I, I don't know if Kareem played that game. I forgot who's on my else on my team. We had a solid team. The real side guys always keep a solid team. But by the second half, coach had to tell him and give him the ball. Our lives just going every time down, every time down for us. They had to give me, give me the ball, give me the wow. ball. Yeah. So, you know, they knew, and uh, but because of my 
again, schooling and everything, not being serious, hanging out all night, all that, not making all the class. I couldn't go to all the time or something. The age time, but I wanted to. Wow. And I knew I kicked. I knew I was gonna go out there and kick their behind. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Tell we put we pushed. I played with Tom. He was on my team in uh, Rutgers. Okay. That was my Todd, was not, Todd was a big point guard. Todd was like six four, six five point guard. But I love, I love Todd, man. But even Todd knew. Uh, <laughs> he had to give him the ball. <laughs> That's real. He was young. They were younger than me. They were younger than me when I when I was playing Rockwood. Him, uh, Tall Shamel. Yes, Shamel. Yeah. They all went to Robeson. Shout out to both of them. They was good. They were good players. They, they went. They went high division one. Yeah. Went to West Virginia Transit, Mississippi State, or vice versa, man. Chamel was at Georgetown. I forgot where he went after that, but yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Basketball tough. It's not happening now, but, you know, whew, we hurt in New York. So, my uh, guy, James Majors, I had uh, James Majors seen the whole grade on here the other night. And we was talking about mill money. He, so, said, he said from 84 to 88, no, from 84 to like 87, they was getting five dollars for mill money, right? At Seton Hall. Now who said this? James Majors. Oh, James Majors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So I went to Fairleigh Dickinson, but we was getting like three hundred to five hundred dollars, depending on the trip. I'm going big east, northeast, something don't add up. Right? How would how was you guys on the mill money side at Fresno? And mind you, like, all of this stuff is legal. So we're not talking about anything under the table. This is all legal. Just put it like this. We was well taken care of. <laughs> I, let, I let everybody leave. It wasn't $5, we were, though. We were well taken care of. Good, that good. Ain't that one thing, that's one thing about uh, coaching him. We, he wants a contract with school and ball. We weren't worried about food. We weren't worried about that. If you read between the lines, we were well taken care <laughs> I, I give you this. I ain't live in dorms. None of us lived in dorms. Oh, so yeah, you was well taken care of. You were well taken care of. I lived on the golf course in college. Right. What? Right. I lived on the golf course in college, man. That was all the ball players? Nah, everybody lived different places. But me and my roommate, he was from Nyack, New York, Larry Abney. We, me and his roommates, we lived on the golf course. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, after all you went through, right? All the obstacles, you finally make it to the NBA. How are you feeling, my brother? You know what's so crazy, man? Because I was second round pick, and at that time, second round picks wasn't get, like, like, we weren't getting guaranteed, so you still had to make the team and do all this stuff, man. Um, my, my tight was on staying in shape, staying sharp, keep strengthening my body, stay ready, uh, and and and, and um, just you know wait for the time I called because I was like the third string point guard. I, I was drafted number thirty nine. I had veterans ahead of me. So I, but to be honest with you, and then when I finally got was got my chance three four years later, that's really when it dawned on me. I've arrived, right? And each year I'm playing, I'm doing my thing, I'm getting better at this league style of play as far as what it takes to be a pro, be a lead point guard and all that. And not about the game, it's about all the other nuance of the game. Mm. Um, and it wasn't really till I made it to the finals and then I retired. I had a chance to reflect on what I've done. 
and realize that's crazy how I was introduced to basketball at five and six, and I was always in that park dreaming and wishing I was Magic, Isaiah, Braun Strickland, Mark Jackson, Pearl Washington, all these guys. And I never had a chance to think about why I was playing because, you know, it's a doggy dog game, and you're playing against the best, man. And and now, as when you guys ask me and other people, it's like now I get a chance to reflect on it and be like, man, it's a hell of an accomplishment, man. I never got a chance to really enjoy it. But now, trust me, man, I enjoy it like crazy, man. I respect everybody that asks me, man, because now, man, it, it, it hit me what I've done. Uh, you know, some days I sit in the room and it, it brings tears of joy because you don't have, you don't always got to have tears when something's sad or feeling you with death. You know, you can have tears of joy. And I sit in that room, I look at some of my jerseys on the wall, some of my pictures, and I'm like, man, crazy. Crazy. There's a lot of people in New York City, talented ball players, some of the best in the world, that never got a chance to do that, do what I did, and salute to them. And I realized too, the chance of making it, the chances you got a chance, your chance of making the NBA is like damn, they're hitting the Powerball. Yeah, it is. So that's when I, so I can't think of that stuff, but I think of it now, and I'm like, wow, right? Because you look, you got it's hard work, it's dedication. And you need a little luck on your side to make it to the NBA. You need a little luck, man. You know, like, God bless his soul. A guy in my neighborhood I looked up to, Dave Edwards. I thought he was one of the best point guards in the world. Could, couldn't get in there. Another guy, Boo Harvey. I Man, I, I couldn't wait to go to a kind of parcel and watch Boo Harvey play. You know what I mean? And one time I was playing at Lincoln Park, and I saw him on the gate looking at me play. And I was, and then, and like, me and him never really met. But the first thing, I I, I, I appreciate everybody in the world, man. I, I looked over to him and said, what's up, Boo? Right? You know what I'm saying? When you younger than somebody, you don't have the guts to go up there and be like, man, I look up to you. Uh, but I showed them in a the way. Like, what's up, boo? Like, I'm trying to do what you guys do. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to, you know, it's a step-by-step process. I'm trying to go to play the major division one. Right? right? We all watch Dave Evans at Georgetown, Texas and m Then I watch Boo at St. John. Then I'm going to make it. So it's a step-by-step process. And those, all these guys are my idols. I, I played against a lot of players that were nice. I watched a lot of guys older than me in the parks, and they were talented, talented, man. And their dreams was making it to where I got to. Not only did I make I played 11 years. Well, 12, really. They only give me credit for 11. I played 12. I, I also was in NBA Finals. You know what I'm saying? So the accomplishment is amazing from where I was headed in my high school. You see what I'm saying? So if I go back to my high school, I'm like, I was going nowhere. And all of a sudden, to, to stick with it, to keep working hard, to, to, to knock home the books, and, and look where look where I am, you know, now, man. You know what I'm saying? So as much as they could call me, and, and I never thought about being no park legend. I thought that's what we do in the other city. We play tournaments. Right, so right. Kick it. You bring your A game, you kick, you you either going to bring it or you're going to get your butt kicked. I had never thought about I was going to be no playground legend. But so now it's over. They can call me a legend of the playground. You also can call me a legend of the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I mean. That's Monday. I do tell people. I know everybody want to call me a legend in the playground, but throw the legend in the NBA too. Now, don't don't stop short of saying. Well, and I'm not a self centered all. I'm not. I'm everybody that know Rafer. Forget skip people that know Rafer. They know I'm just never that kind of guy. I'm never bigging myself up. Nah, man. It's, you know, it's a game we learn it. We learn to love. It's the New York City game. Basketball is number one in New York City. Baseball second. People understand. No. I was good at baseball. I mean, if you mm-hmm. get some of my peers on there, they'll tell you I was a hell of a baseball player. 
know what I'm saying? I could play football. I just wasn't going out for no peewee football because I was skinny. Like, y'all wasn't going to hit me like that. <laughs> y'all ain't going to hit me like that. You know what I'm saying? But That's so real. No one really cared too much about all that. You know, somebody wanted to play for the Springfield Weissmans, the Rosedale Jets, all that. No, but no one really cared. But basketball is king. For sure. For sure. King, yeah. Um, my God, Pat Alphonse said, my man Skip knew him since we were 13, 14. Showed me a lot of love, especially in L.A. My God, Pat Alphonse. So it was just a little to him, man. Love, man, for sure, man. No doubt. So. Never, 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 never front on nobody, man. Anybody that said what's up to me, they know I always spoke back. You know what I mean? So that's just who I am, man. <laughs> no doubt. My my guy, uh, Chanel Scott, went to St. John's. That's my guy, man. That's my guy. Yeah. I looked up to Chanel, man. God bless his soul, Malik Silk, Adrian Autry. That's what I'm saying. That's all. Oh, Khalid Reeves, Derek Phelps. All he do was super nice to me. That's you know real. I don't think with the play Riverside Church because they play they was playing an older Riverside team. Wow. I went I remember going to Roberto Clemente State Park and watching them dudes play Riverside versus Gaucho. I took the train all the way from Queens. Wow. Yeah. I'm a I'm a basketball life. They know. That's why all of them know. They they know I'm a basketball life of New York City, man. I took the train <laughs> Roberto Clemente State Park to watch Chanel Scott, but he said all of them. Play against the culture. Wow. Yeah. And that's when that's I said, oh, cool. I got to get on one of these teams. <laughs> town more. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Chanel was saying how when he got drafted in the second round, he just stayed married for a whole year instead of focusing on yeah. his craft. And he said sometimes when God get drafted in the second round, they go through that. What, what, what you're going through is a, a feeling of rejection. So you're drafted the second round and you're not getting playing time. And for the first time in your life, you ain't the man. Now mm. you gotta, you gotta revamp yourself. Your thinking, your approach. That's what I'm telling you. It takes a special human being to be in that league. Nell could have had a 10, 11 year career in that league had he kept his weight in shape, his conditioning, worked on his game, got a little 15-footer, a little jump hook, both shoulders. I know, listen, I, I know Nell game. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. watched the old game with them, all of them at St. John's. God bless his soul, Lee Green, all I just watched the old game with them all at St. John's. I looked up to wow. these guys. Dave Kane. I thought, I, I went to I went to um, CC and Wild to watch Dave Kane and Ann Pell when they played uh, at, um, at Stevenson High School. Mm -hmm. They played with Madison, and it was a good guard on Madison. I think that was Dave Sweet. Listen, y'all hear, y'all hear, Skip. Yeah. Listen, Kane, so I look at Kane. Giving God's love, man. I knew, I knew Kane was nice, but I, that right there, I saw him play, and that's when uh, older guy, I forgot his name, that was in the crowd. He knew who I was. He said, "What?" He told me about Dave K. He said, "What's gonna slow him down, Skip? He can't hit the jump." And that's when I started working on my jump. I said, oh, really? That's what's going to stop him? It won't stop me. And I kept getting my jump shots up. Yeah, that's what hurt a lot of New York City guards coming out, that jump shot. Not yeah. being able to Asian, take that Asian, great Asian, jump Asian, shot. Right. The same thing. Red Archie, the same thing. Get, get hit the jump. Mm -hmm. I, they don't get, my peer, God Shango, I love him to death. Not one of the coldest ball players coming. Consistent jumper. 
That's what kept all of us in the league. How you think Ron Strickland stayed in the league? They couldn't, stop, yeah. they couldn't start, They couldn't stop them, us from getting into the pros. I mean, into the paint. But at the end of the day, we had to hit the jumper. Facts. I first got in the NBA, man, go under him. Go under him. Want to pick and roll. Go under him, Austin. You know what I mean? They going under. Back up. And after a while, let my career went on. You won't be backing up off me too much longer. You know what I'm saying? So Chanel, is he right, man? It, it, take, it takes a special human being, you know, you got to remember, we all grew up when we were little kids. We the man, middle school, high school, you the man, juco, college, you the man. Then now you get to the pros. Whoa, <laughs> you the 12th man. How you going to get to be the ninth man, get into the rotation where you're going to at least you can come off the bench, get some good minutes, then crack the star line. How you going to do it? Pouting, pouting, getting mad is not the answer. Mm. Yo, my guy Tooth said, you should take this info on the road, yo, because you are dropping jewels and you're giving yeah. a lot of good life blessings, man. So I'm waiting for the I'm just buying some time with pandemic come back and talk to the youngsters, man. So the we youngsters did. need to know. Yeah. The youngsters need to date. And sometimes what happens is someone else is telling them about skip. But I like I tell people, can't nobody tell them about me than me. That's right. So I just you know when the pandemic so I get back out there and talk, go to high schools and just drop some jewels on them kids, man. Like you know, it's a lot going on. And I know, man, I know the temptations they're going. It's hard yeah. It's hard trying to navigate live life in New York City, man. People don't understand how hard that is. That's hard for us. Growing up in broken home, your dad's not around, whatever. Shit, some, I know some of my friends, none of their friends around. Some some people's mothers is twisted out the frame out there in New York City. You know what I'm saying? We damn near raising ourselves. And you're trying to live a basketball dream. It's hard. But you got to fight the temptation. You got to stay grounded, man. You, you got to you gotta keep fighting, man. You gotta stay strong. Yeah, that's 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 very important, and that's one of the reasons why we created this platform, because we want to try to bridge the gap between the generation of the past and the generation of the future. The the basketball, it take it. Put the NBA aside, man. Right? Let's put the NBA aside. That's the last thing, because how long we been on, man? I got I got some stuff to do. Um, you got somebody? You got somebody coming on tomorrow? No, 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 no. All right, me and you gonna do this again tomorrow. Okay. Same time, same time. So everybody that's watching, we're gonna get on the mall. Me and my man will get on the mall again. And we're gonna knock this out. Right? Same bat town, same time. But check this out. Okay. Put the NBA side, right? Think about my son. God bless my father. My father, after I was 10 years old, my father wasn't really in my life. My father always been strung out on drugs, running up all over New York City. My mother working two, three jobs just to, right? Look where basketball is taking me. Forget the NBA. I would have never saw a lot of cities and states in the United States without basketball. Mm. Facts. We, and we take that for granted. Facts. Right? You got people talking about, man, I want to go to Greece. Some of y'all haven't been to South Dakota, Idaho, North Dakota, Phoenix, Arizona. Some of you haven't been a lot of places in New Hampshire. Some yeah. of you haven't been a yeah. lot of places. And I would say I've been to every city and state. I mean, every state in the United States because of basketball. I was able to go to college because of basketball. I've got friends all over this world, United States, all every state. I got a friend. If I go there, if I go to any city or state, I can call one of them and let them know, y'all, I'm pulling up. I land and somebody's there because I met them through my basketball track. So my thing to these kids is you, not, you might not make it to the NBA. But it can get you a free education. It can save your life. Basketball saved my life. So 
for me, I tell everybody, I'm forever indebted to the game of basketball. I love and salute all the coaches I've ever had because have, what happens if I don't go to one of those tournaments and I'm on the block? You see what I'm saying? What happens if I don't go play in Brevoy with Trey, Trevor and Trey? What happens? And I'm on the block rolling dice, and someone comes and stick this, stick up, stick us up, and I say, "Now nah, you ain't getting this money." Because remember back then, I want every dollar I got because I don't know when the next dollar comes from. Right. And I, right. You see what I'm saying? So it's a whole different dynamic that people understand where this game could take you, man. Especially kids growing up where we all come from. Facts. Facts. You see what I'm saying? So that's my biggest thing to these youngsters. Like, yo, basketball's taking me to Idaho. Have you been there? Yeah, you haven't been. People growing up totally different the way we grow up, and you need to understand and learn that stuff. That's real. You need to understand that there's a there's other things going on other than New York City, man. Other than this this gritty and grimy and this this hustle and bustle of the city, like there's like my kids ain't got to worry about that stuff. Now, what if I raise my kids and say they they be punks? <laughs> they grow a suburban lifestyle. They'll be little punks getting right. bullied, getting beat up. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I do salute growing up in New York. It may be tough, but I don't wish growing up like that on any kid. Facts. On any kid. That's another thing that brings tears of joy to my eye, man. To watch your kid be able to have a birthday party. Salute my mom, my dad. No, that's one thing all OGs that I tell you, man. You're born with one one set of parents. Anybody else is either step parent or a feeling. But you only get one set of biological parents. And no matter what they're going through, whatever they're not able to provide you, trust me, if they could do it all over, they would they would want to give you the best. You know what I'm saying? So salute to them. Unfortunately they, they weren't. But it, it, and I didn't tell about it. That's one thing about New York City. We're faced with reality head on at a young age. This reality hit us at a young age, so we already know what time. If you, yeah, my birthday coming, you ain't having a birthday party, don't you pout about it. Go on outside and have some fun. It's the best way you can. But I don't wish that upon no kids, so I try to give my kid a, a best birthday party. I go to their schools. You know what I'm saying? Remember, think about it. I don't know how it was for you. Our parents come to our school for one thing, and we got in trouble. That's facts. Facts, yo. Nowadays, no. nowadays, you can go have lunch with your kids, do all this shit with your kids. That's real, man. Oh, yeah. I realized that, I'm like, shit, I'm going. I'm going. My, my daughter say, Dad, come have lunch. What you want, chick? Like, I'm going. Because I, I still think about, I wish I had. Yeah. But I understood why I could. I understood why I could. And I respect my parents. You know what I mean? Uh, but salute, man. We got to do this again. We can do this tomorrow. Listen, hold on, hold on. Before you, before you leave, I got something I want to show you. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's only right. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Ready? It's crazy. Man, that's dope, man. That's dope, man. I gotta get one, man. Just hit me, man. Let me know what the cost is, man. I gotta get one. Nah, man. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta plug you. I gotta plug shit with everybody, man. Oh, for Every sure, for sure. Yeah, man. Just hit me, dude. Let me know, man. I gotta get one of those, man. That's to beyond. That's beyond fabulous. <laughs> Nah, shout out to everybody, man. Salute, man. Salute no to New York City. Man. That's one thing I tell everybody, even though I'm I'm, I'm ripped, I'm not making it.
Yo, listen, man. I represent all the big players in New York City, man, because I know, I know, I can only imagine, uh, you know, all the players, man, that was trying to make it, man. If it wasn't all of them taking me to pro-ams and, and all these tournaments in New York City, if it wasn't for all that, man, listen, I hone my skills in New York City and the parks. Man. No doubt, man. Yo, salute to you, man. Thank you, man. No doubt, no man. Doubt. Just hit me, man. I ain't drunk, man. All right, we're going to do something tomorrow. Look, we talk basketball. I'm a, I love talking ball. I talk this game all day long, man. We'll, all hey, right. Wow. Wow. Let me tell you something, bro. I am so impressed with Ray for Austin. Right. right? I got to know Skip on the court, but I'm so impressed with Ray for Austin. This guy lives and breathes New York City basketball. Played everywhere. And I give everybody, anybody from any other borough, extra props if they come down to Brevoort and play. <laughs> if you came to play in Brevoort, you from another borough, Salute to you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the lessons he gave for youngsters. The things you need to do to become a pro. All of those things are valid. Valid information. And we definitely going to continue this tomorrow. Um, put some time aside so we can kick it. Uh, definitely appreciate him coming through. Salute to you, Chuck. Appreciate you, my guy. Awesome, man. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I got some, uh, Norm Roberts, definitely. All right? We got Rolando Blackman's pictures. We got Jerry Ice Renner's pictures. We got Mo Fresh Brown pictures. Tony Child's pictures going out tomorrow. Mel Davis pictures going out tomorrow. Who's that? Jamal Robinson. I mean, Jamal Robinson, my man. For Virginia, Jamal Robinson. Pitches going out tomorrow. Joe Green, your pitch is going out tomorrow. John Arnold, your pitch is going out tomorrow. Kennard Robinson, your pitch is going out tomorrow. Richie Parker, your pitch is going out tomorrow. Joey Brower, your pitch is going out tomorrow. John Johnson, your pitch is going out tomorrow. And Ted Gustus, your pitch is going out tomorrow. For sure. So we give all my people out there in basketball heads land a big, big thank you for all the support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate the love.